This is the Open Forum Podcast. Welcome to episode 20 of the Open Forum Podcast. My name is Mike Miller, joined by my co-host, Mike Martinez, to bring you the news, helpful insight, and more from the world of physical education. Hey, Mike, we're, we're really close to winter break. We are, man. It's, it's an exciting time of year. I'm not a big cold weather guy, but I sure do love the all the, the pleasantries that, that come along with this time of year, whether it's the, the Thanksgiving season, which obviously is a, a favorite holiday of mine, uh, the, the Christmas season, the, the, the gift giving. Everyone just seems to be a little, a little happier, a little jollier. It's a do, wonderful do time you of have, year overall. Do you have that full two weeks off? Um, I don't think it's a full two weeks. I think my school comes back on Thursday the second. Yeah. Also known as, also known as my birthday. Ah. Yeah. Happy birthday to me. Yes. Welcome um, back. But still, plenty of time <laughs> to to see friends, see family, to recharge, and to get ready for all the joy that 2020, believe it or not, yes, is going to bring our way. The decade is over, man. Absolutely. It's crazy. Um, with with the the holidays being upon us especially i feel like maybe more so at the elementary level but overall i feel like teachers all across the country all across the world probably yeah are looking for ways to infuse some some holiday spirit into their curriculums and i remember growing up myself being in school whether it was either holiday music or, or holiday inspired games those are things that kind of permeate this time of year into our curriculums, but obviously we want to be able to be mindful that it's not just our background or, or a, a, a Christian, a Catholic or a certain religion that we're, that we're highlighting or spotlighting. Uh, what, what, what have you seen? What, what do you do in your classes to make sure that you're encompassing all cultures, all traditions and making sure everyone's represented? So speaking of what I do, Actually, one of the answers I have on the board here is from my partner, Natalie, at work. So let's go to her. Hi, this is Natalie from Brooklyn, New York. Our population is primarily Muslim and Guyanese, but that does not mean that the students don't enjoy activity, physical education, fitness. In fact, I'm finding that over the last several years, there's been more interest in a healthy lifestyle than ever before in our school, which is refreshing. As far as celebrating holidays, it's tricky because not everybody celebrates Christmas. Of course, not everybody celebrates Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Um, believe it or not, there are a lot of students that don't even celebrate Thanksgiving. It's new to their culture being here in America for a short period of time. What the school does though, however, is they bring in activities that honor all the cultures through our social emotional learning program, which is really great because it allows all the students to recognize where they've come from, even though they are now residing in America. Our students have a very strong cultural tie to Bangladesh, Guyana, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic. So it's important to acknowledge their heritage. So how do we incorporate physical education activities in the classroom around the holidays, dealing with all the cultural diversities? 
Thanksgiving is definitely a holiday that we recognize in the gymnasium because it is an American tradition. And since they are now in this country, we feel that it is perfectly okay, safe to incorporate a game that ties into Thanksgiving. So we play a game called Farmers and Turkeys, which is very similar to flag tag, where the runners have a feather sticking out of their pocket, and the farmers are the taggers wearing vests that indicate that they're the farmer, and their job is to pull the turkey's feathers. And of course, we instill safety where the farmer's not trying to hurt the turkey, and the turkey's not trying to hurt the farmer, and so on and so forth, and it's just a fun game to play around the holiday time. And the children who start this game in kindergarten through the grades really look forward to playing it around Thanksgiving. As far as Christmas, we're very sensitive to that because personally for myself, I like to call it the holiday season because myself, I'm Jewish and I don't celebrate Christmas. So I guess perhaps speaking from experience, it, I just don't say Merry Christmas, I say Happy Holidays. So whenever we incorporate a game, I try to phrase it as a holiday game. So if I'm playing scooters around the holiday time, let's just say Hungry Hungry Hippos, I would say gather the presents for the holidays. I don't indicate whether it's for Kwanzaa, whether it's for Christmas, whether it's for Hanukkah, it's pretty generic. And I'm pretty sensitive to the holidays because this time of year, not all the kids are having a ho-ho-ho holiday season. So you have to be very delicate in how you handle that because there are kids that might be in a shelter or alternative housing or foster care. And it's, it's a delicate time of year. So we just try to keep it fun, safe, active, busy because the energy is through the roof. And I hope that answers the holiday question. The, the energy <laughs> being through the roof is a huge, huge factor. Oh, absolutely. And there, there, there's so much, there was so much greatness that I heard yeah. in that answer. So thank you, Natalie, for, for sharing that. The, the first thing that jumped out at me was how easy it is to take a quote-unquote holiday game that you learn at a PD or at a, at a conference or on Twitter, and, and just by changing the name of it, can take any specific religion or specific holiday out of it and still make it an enjoyable activity. Yeah. You know, uh, she had mentioned in Hungry Hungry Hippos. The, when I first heard scooters, I'm thinking, you know, reindeer races <laughs> or, or, or sleigh ride races. But again, just taking the holiday-specific language out of it makes it a whole different activity that everyone can enjoy safely and respectfully. There's a game that... It's it's a Christmas themed game, obviously, because it's how it's it's how the Grinch stole Christmas. But sure. this year I decided since I really wanted to play the game and it's a really great game to do around this time, I did it the week before Thanksgiving and I morphed the story. I did a little Brandon Herwick storytelling and Ooh. I morphed the story into how the Grinch stole Thanksgiving. Ah, and the, it the, was a the blast. little known, the little known prequel. Yes, to the Crystal Christmas, yes. which takes place um, uh, about a month and a half. 
the the rogue one to my new hope how the grinch stole thanksgiving but it was a blast you know and 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 the kids are just there and having fun and looking to be active and yeah because i have little ones so it's it's a perfect way to just make it super safe super fun and respectful of them so sure and speaking of you know characters like like the grinch Shout out, shout out to Disney because thanks to them, we could take any holiday-inspired game, make it a Frozen game, yes. which has no holiday connotation whatsoever. But again, infusing the movement into it is what's going to make it exciting anyway. So, and I also love how she mentioned too the uh, the wide variety of of cultures, ethnicities, backgrounds that are being celebrated. I know here in New York City, we might have a little bit more of that than some, yeah. some other areas in the country. But I know one thing I've done in the past is actually have students bring a game that they wanted to share mm-hmm. That's with the cool group. Idea. So now it's yeah, m- more student-centered, making sure – because, I mean, we, we can all Google you know, yeah. holiday traditions from blah, 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 blah. But who would know better than the folks that grew up with these traditions and, and, and this background – and kids love, of any age, of any age, even little six-year-old first graders, love coming in and getting to be a teacher for a day, teaching the whole class a brand new game that maybe is special to them and their family. I think it's a great way to, to incorporate the various cultures like that. Yeah, we do We do something similar as part of the, the week leading up. Actually, we planned it on the day before we started our Thanksgiving break. That Wednesday, we had a multicultural it was, it's it's kind of like a pep rally, kind of like that format, but we have a very large Bengali population, and, you know, like, I don't have any Bengali music on my Spotify account, so who better to do that research and bring that into the event than the kids, so. For sure, yeah. for sure. And I guess kind of trying to tie all this together from the self-proclaimed king of the Segway here... <laughs> You mentioned the Grinch stealing Thanksgiving. You are very good at it, though. Boy, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, You mentioned the Grinch stealing Thanksgiving, and we all know that he also attempted to steal Christmas. Yeah, he did. But what about that period in between? That period in between is a is a a tricky. It's tough. Three, you know, two and a half to three week. Depending on what, like a year like this, when Thanksgiving falls late. In November, you've got about three weeks of time in between. Depending on how your scheduling falls out, it might be too short to start a brand new unit. Yeah, mine's cut down. For four days. Next week, we have picture day, and it just happened oh. to fall in this area. So I don't even have my my gym space. So it's like right. now a, like a four-week maybe mini unit for some classes is now cut down. A three-week mini unit for some classes is now two. So it's it's a really tricky spot, and even more tricky when you consider that you're coming off of a short break. You know, right. usually three to four days off. You're heading into a longer break, so you don't want to get too deep into new material. Yeah, uh, it might be too long to review pre you know previously taught material. So I'm curious, and and, and we threw out on social media uh, some of these questions here. I'm curious to hear what other teachers around around the country are doing to kind of fill in that time and make sure that it's as meaningful and 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 beneficial and productive as possible and a good friend of ours eric from iowa 
chimed in with some responses as to what he does during that time. Let's hear from Eric. Hey, what's up? This is Eric from Waukee, Iowa, a suburb outside of Des Moines, Iowa, and I teach for the Johnston Community School District. The short time between Thanksgiving and winter breaks, I uh, really, th that for me is about four classes long, and I, I feel like that's a, a good time to get in a unit, um, to get in a, a lot of skill practice for one of our skill units, and and then uh, get in some uh, game activities as well. So I feel like I'm from a different mold. I don't like to do a ton of skills that week or those weeks. Tell me more about that. Why is that? I feel like if I spend a whole ton of time doing a skill unit, then they're going to slide when they leave for two weeks. So I don't know. I just, I, yeah. Now, for you personally, would that change if you saw kids more often and maybe yes. had time to do a full unit? 100%. Some three days a week. If I could do something day. from start to finish in that time, I totally would do that. Right. But versus. I only see my kids once a week. Right. So getting three days into a unit, taking three weeks off, and then having to do five more days afterwards, you're saying? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So th that's a, a very interesting perspective from from you and from Eric here. Thanks yeah. for sharing, Eric. Uh, we have a, a newcomer to the show who chimed in as well. Let's hear some words of wisdom from Stephanie from Ohio. Hi, this is Stephanie from Ohio. What I like to do between the Thanksgiving and winter breaks is since I only get to see my kiddos once a week, it's a perfect opportunity to start my cup stacking unit. I'm doing a lot of skill development, but it's really a mini fitness unit in disguise. They work on skills and have plenty of opportunity to burn off some of that pre-vacation energy. I don't like to start or finish a sports unit in this time because of the slide that happens when my students head out for a week or more. So this saves me a lot of reteaching time. Also, the games I play with them are a great way to practice my routines when they come back. Plus, I run an incentive for students to be able to rent a stack of cups to take home for the vacation. See, I'm with Stephanie on this one. I, I First of all, big ups to Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, it's her first time chiming in, and hopefully not the last, because she just reminded me how much I love small, short units that involve cup stacking. I just and, I just applied for the grant for the class set, and I don't think I was accepted, so I'm going to keep submitting until I am. <laughs> <laughs> if at first you don't succeed well my my oh. ap teacher came to me and he's like hey you know this this stack up um event is coming it was in november and it was a day where classes from all over the world were going to do cup stacking so they were going for a world record with like most consecutive or most um most classes practicing cup stacking at the same time on the same day so that's it, cool. Yeah, he had like three or four sets of cups. We we pulled in a lot of the CT, CTT classes and a lot of the 811 classes. That way we can incorporate a whole lot of classes and have a whole bunch of support for those kids who need a little bit more support. And we, we had a blast with it. It was really fun. And it reignited my passion for cup stacking, I think. That's absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And, and what better way to help build that excitement and passion as Stephanie shared, then giving kids the opportunity to bring some equipment home with them, continue practicing on their own, yeah. and then bring that skill back back into the into the building with them. That's awesome. Totally something I'm gonna steal though. Renting oh, renting out the cups. 
for sure. Yeah. So we've heard a couple of different viewpoints, strategies, ideas on how to tackle that that mid that mid holiday that, that, that between holiday break. Well, we Let's do take a... we do have one more. We do have one more. We do have one more. We're a friend of the show, Dan. Super Dan. Let's Super, Dan. Super Dan from Kentucky has to, has, has to share. I like this one because this is what I do leading up to Thanksgiving. So I, I think it's a good fit for between Thanksgiving and the, the winter break. Here we go. Let's hear it. Hi, this is Daniel from Lexington, Kentucky. Um, one of the things I like to do around the holiday season is to focus on nutrition. Uh, try to be mindful of my students' um, culture and their celebrations, whatever holiday that they are cele- celebrating. Uh, typically, they are going to celebrate with food. So hitting those nutrition concepts and those uh, shape uh, health education standards uh, seems to fall well during the holiday season, right before the winter break. Hitting nutrition and celebrating food, yes, and eating in class, uh, I do that, is a perfect opportunity to do uh, right before the holiday break. What's a better way than tying in a whole bunch of cultures and being mindful of everything than just talking about, hey, what what foods do you eat? I I can't help but feeling grossly cheated <laughs> out of my elementary school PE experience. Serious? Because I not not once that I get to eat during class. But yet Super Dan <laughs> is not only teaching it, but he he's l- practicing what he's preaching. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love to hear more about what that looks like and, and, and how that manifests in his classroom. But also, I'm thinking about me personally, and if only my kids could have seen the eating display that I put on at Thanksgiving, maybe a little education around that subject would have been helpful before the break. Are, are they going to want to see that, though? Uh, you know, you'd be surprised what these kids want to see. <laughs> But what what an awesome an awesome way of tying in a yeah. subject that I feel like most people don't necessarily always have time to tackle appropriately, and drive some of those nutrition components home at a key time of year. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite Thanksgiving lead up activities because I mean literally the whole holiday is centered around food, and I'm I'm mostly health this year, so I spend a lot of time in the classroom. It's just a great opportunity to practice food shopping and a little craft activity. I do a whole my plate activity with King Collins circulars, and they get to cut and paste. It's 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 a lot of oh, lot nice. of fun. Yeah, very it's bananas. cool. <laughs> Get it, bananas. Ah, <laughs> still tying some food humor That's in there. That's a good one. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, <laughs> feel free to lose that one. I guess I'm. I'm I'm super, super excited to ta- be able to tackle this subject. I'm incredibly thankful for the folks who called in, who, ch- who took some time out to share some of their expertise with the show. I'm certainly, I, I think I speak for both of us. I'm looking forward to a little bit more of that in future episodes. Yeah. And for those of you who have sent things in and haven't heard yourself yet, keep sending them. <laughs> keep sending them. I had a teacher from the Midwest dm me on twitter and ask lana like what format was in mike's going to talk a little bit about that in the outro but if if you're nervous about putting your voice out here on the airwaves don't it's it's super it's super simple and don't worry if there's a lot of ums and likes and things like that i'll make you sound super smart yeah we you can't possibly sound any worse (laughs) than than mike and i do than us yes 
And I do want to, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up on, you know, we usually are pretty tied to a 15, 20, 25 minute uh, cutoff. Yeah. So there were people who submitted for this episode in particular who maybe didn't make it this time. We would, we would love to hear from you totally. next time as well. Before I get into the, the ins and outs of how to make that happen, happy holidays, buddy. Yeah, man, you too. Just in case we don't get together or, you know, see yeah. you before Christmas. We'll, we'll definitely talk, but I don't know if there's going to be time now to see you. It, go, it, it goes by before you know it. I'm serious. So happy holidays to you and yours. You too, my friend. Enjoy it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, and, and happy holidays to all you folks who are listening as well. If you do want to take that leap and maybe maybe hear some of your submissions featured on our show moving forward, uh, we are introducing a kind of a new segment here where you can answer the questions that, we, that we're posting on Facebook, on Twitter. You can record them using an app called Voice Memos and just email those submissions to openforumpod at gmail.com. If you are listening to this and you're like, oh my God, that sounds amazing, but I forgot how they said to do it, feel free to reach out to Mike or I specifically. You can reach me on Twitter at BizEdFreak. And I am at CoachMillerPE. I, I don't know about you, Mike. I am really digging this this new interact, this more interactive forum. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think our, absolutely. It's cool to hear what other people are, yeah. are doing and thinking and sharing. And it helps to kind of keep our vision going forward of making this show a truly open forum so once again happy holidays to all you folks who are listening out there and until next time stay active everyone happy holidays This podcast and all of the great services provided by Open are made possible through the support of U.S. Games and BSN Sports. Every time you purchase physical education and athletic equipment through U.S. Games and BSN Sports, you are supporting a network of teachers helping teachers. Open is a public service organization. Learn more at openphyzed.org.